Justin, I went to a casino this week, <laughs> and uh, I think you know this is about me. I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I like to gamble. I like to gamble. Um, I think it comes down to my love for games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I like to play games. Uh, I like card games. I like blackjack uh, a fair amount. To my understanding, you are not a fan necessarily, right? So uh, just a real quick backup. Um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I guess you posted on social media about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Because my wife said, oh, Peter and Josh went to a casino. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's my first <laughs> thought. I was like, oh, no. He's, he's no, no. Oh, no. Um, but, yeah, I don't like gambling uh, because I find it to be a waste of money. If I'm going to spend $20 on something, I want to know what that gets me. I don't want the chance of it getting me more money that I can mm. then later spend and lose. Sure, um, so yeah, sure. I am not a good gambler. I, I find it very depressing. Um, like I get depressed when I put a lot of money, like I spend a lot of money on something, even if it's what I want. And then if I'm just gambling it away, I'm just literally gambling money to get more. Mo- I'm, I'm paying money to get money. And that's like doubly bad for me. Yeah. I mean, like I can definitely see, like, like, Hey, I can definitely see why it becomes a problem. For people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I definitely understand that. And I think that like, uh, you know, you should know yourself enough, not you specifically, but like, I think a per- someone should know themselves enough to whether or not they think that's the sort of thing that would like very, very, very much excite them, you know, like, like in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I gamble responsibly. I never, like, like I go in saying, like, this is the money I have taken out of my bank account. This is what and, I'm going to spend. And, and if it is all gone, that is okay because I'm spending this much money, right? Like, I'm just assuming that this money is going to be gone for me. Uh, do you know what I mean? So, so like, I will, I will go in. Like, when I went, I, I to clarify, like, I went into the casino with $200 in my pocket. And okay, I said, if I, if I drain this, this is gone. Like, that's it. I'm not going to, I'm not spending anymore. Um, and me losing that $200 isn't going to, like, change my life you, you know what i mean like i'm not going to not be able to pay rent if i don't have this 200 dollars. just like going in accepting this could all be gone all right so you, you went in this weekend yep. saying 200 dollars is the money i'm bringing in yep how, how much money did you leave with 189 dollars <laughs> oh okay so you had how long were you there uh so we were like gambling in total for probably about three or four hours we were down pretty bad at a certain point that we got up pretty good and we um, wanted to keep going. We, we took a break after, after getting up, we had some dinner, did, did some other stuff. Um, and then we went back to it. And uh, then both Josh, my roommate and I lost $40 each. And we said, all right. And that's enough of that. I mean, Hey, that's not bad. So um, what casino, like, let's get the, I need some of the 411 yes. here. What was the okay. casino? What were the games you played? Where did you eat? What did you eat? And then, um, did did you feel like it was a good day for you um let me start with your last one it was a great day i had fun and like you know like i, I was down eleven dollars um which which is awesome for anything like entertainment that would last I, that long i had a great time from like three in the afternoon until we left at like eleven thirty p.m right like i i for eleven dollars i had a fantastic time and also like yes it is good to win money when you play games, like when you gamble and whatever. But I, as I sort of said at the top of the show, enjoy to, I just enjoy playing the games. You know what I mean? So like, like at the end of the day, it costs less to go to Galloping Ghosts, the arcade nearby us, uh, you know, to, to 
play a bunch of video games. So like I had fun just, you know, gambling, whatever, um, and walking away, being able to say, I still have most of my money is, is not actually so bad, especially when, when I was down about a hundred dollars roughly halfway through the night. And so to get, end up there, I'll take it. Good day. Um, Good day. This was at the, uh, horseshoe casino. Yeah. Right over the border in Indiana. Um, we went, uh, well, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. Uh, we went because Nick Offerman, uh, was doing a, a stand-up set there. And mm. so we went to see that. Oh. Um, he did. He mentioned The Last of Us a little bit and talked about that for roughly 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> but uh, 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 all in all, didn't love the show. I, he didn't. He, he just like he didn't. He just had these like sentences that he would just say and there weren't like jokes in them. It would just be like. I'm not going to be like one of those stand up guys who just like gets up here and like hates on my wife and like, great. What did his wife show up? No, she did not. Oh, because um, we I went to see a stand up special from him. I'm a listener. I have quotes when I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, and it was just like him telling like like yarns, like stories and stuff. And then his wife showed up um, yeah. and it wasn't the most. I mean, it was fine. It was I fine. Like I, yeah. I appreciated seeing him, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun to see yeah. him." Um, but uh, no, it was it was as a, in terms of a comedy show, um, it was fine. He he sang a lot of songs. He wrote a bunch of silly songs. If I ever were to lose you, kinda, kinda. <laughs> but um, no, all in all, great night, great night to be had. Um, it was a good time. Again, for eleven bucks, I had a great time. What, what was games. the what was the food? Uh, we just ate. There was it was like a burger place at the casino. We didn't oh, have time to. Oh man! I, if you had a buffet there, if it was a buffet, I would be. There's I nothing been quite like about it. Nothing quite like a casino buffet. So yeah, we just we had the, we had the casino. It was it was fine. Um, we were gonna play blackjack. Blackjack is my game of choice. Um, but the tables were all fifteen dollars, and uh, that is a little rich for my blood. Um, especially if I'm only bringing two hundred bucks. So we played a game called uh, the uh, Big Six, which is as I think streamlined as gambling can possibly get. Basically, it's a giant pinwheel with a bunch of numbers written on it that when the pinwheel stops, you bet on which number you think it's going to be on. <laughs> um, there was a time, there was a moment where we thought we both almost won two thousand dollars each, uh, and then it turned out to be twenty dollars, and we were very disappointed. Mm, mm, yes, yes, yes. Well. Uh, but hey, make sure if you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly. Please know your personality, know your limits, know your funds. It's Hitbox. Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 136. My name is Peter Hunspitek. Joining me as always, my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you, man? How are things? How are you doing? Oh, I mean, the world the world keeps spinning. Uh, I feel like we're to a point when it feels like, at least for the school year, where mm-hmm. spring break is this week, next week, like the week. Like, so, like, I always feel like when spring break comes, anything that happens afterwards is just, it's all a joke. It's not important. It's just, sure. it's done. And, you know, the one thing about being being a teacher that's really nice is that you're you're on your same schedule that you've been on literally your entire life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, it's like the nice wind down to the end of the year. But then I have to tell myself, well, there's still eight weeks left when I come back, but... 
everyone's but everyone's only already eight weeks. That's actually not too bad. Yeah, I know. Um, were you impacted? Was this is how dumb I am? Was daylight savings this week or last week? Uh, last week. Okay, I didn't even know. Um, See, that's the thing. You never know. You never know now until you get in your car, unless yeah. you've got like a car that. Oh, I don't. My car just does it automatically. I don't even know oh, anymore. Really? Wow. I think it's just the stove that tells me about it. But mm-hmm. um, I, there, I bring that up because like it was like six o'clock today and the sun was still out when I got home and I was like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's perfect. I see the sun finally. It's the way to go. Yeah. It is the way to go. We're going to talk about some video game news. Here's a quick preview of what's coming up. Um, Starfield's age rating gives away some saucy details. Resident Evil 4 gets rave reviews and the gaming community mourns the loss of Lance Riddick. We're going to talk about all of that and more before we do. Here's a reminder. Hop into our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. Um, if you're feeling generous, want to support us, in what we do, go to patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer. Um, if you do, you will join the ranks of Dave Parker and Jay Knoll and also get an additional 30-minute bonus episode every single week. And you'll get um, all of the previous ones as well. Uh, I think we broke 35 or 36 last week, so they're, we're, they're coming. They're, they're just continuing to roll out. Um, that deal gets better and better every week. Um, if you can't support us monetarily, all good. Hop on over to twitter.com slash hitbox pod um, at hitbox pod. Really, whatever you prefer to to do to get to Twitter um, and follow us there. Uh, Justin, you want to head over to the Metacritic Roundup? Talk about the games that came out this week. No, do I? Do you? I do, actually. Oh, OK, cool. Metacritic Roundup. Really yanking my chain there, dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know, know where, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I liked it. I like I, it was a fun sort of change of momentum. You know, every um, once in a while, I just forget what I normally say, and then I say what comes to my mind, and it's wrong usually. So that's what happened there. It it wasn't wrong. It's just that I think this is a collaborative effort, and if you don't want to, then Justin, we're not gonna do it. But oh. luckily. Okay. We are going to talk about Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, yeah, I got to do it. This is my draft game, man. We got yeah. to I got to gloat for a second. <laughs> yeah, this has a 93 on Metacritic. Uh, on, second on the, highest reviewed game of the year, I think. I think so. On the PS5, because the first one is, I think, Metroid Prime Remastered, right? Yeah, which another remake, remaster, or yeah. re- whatever. So Resident Evil 4 Remake on the PlayStation 5 is a 93. On the PC, a 92. Xbox Series X, a 91, and is... Uh, unscored on the PS4 and uh, not available on the Xbox One. Um, d- this is, uh, <laughs> seems to be a behemoth of a game in terms of like, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week after playing that that demo. Uh, this seems like it is going to be an excellent game. Uh, what what do these review, reviews tell you, Justin? I mean, it, it tells me that it's Resident Evil 4, um, mm-hmm. but better uh because the controls are better (laughs) um and it just seems like they they've modernized it in a way um when listening to some reviews and hearing some stuff about it it sounds like there's some like open worldy kind of parts of it with more like roaming around where you want to go is was that in the original game or am i ish so like from what i saw like i I think i it was maybe the ign review uh talked about how like instead of just going to the lake for a one-off boss fight with that big monster thing like you get on a boat in the lake and you can like take different paths and stuff like that. Um, that was not, you know, in the original. Um, 
But that, that sort of expansion of, of that makes a little bit of sense because if you remember, mm-hmm. the original game is like level based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, like I think it's the first Resident Evil game to kind of do that. And and five does that as well. And six does as well. Um, but then they sort of drop that in favor of uh, uh, not doing that in, in seven, <laughs> seven and eight. Yeah. Um, but I think like you look at something like Resident Evil eight and you know that village is like a hub area but i think that's kind of like how they could do it uh i don't know if they said that they dropped the level format or not but it seems like yeah like exploration is is a little bit more of a of a central thing here as opposed to and, and more um, like reason to backtrack linear. rather than yeah. just backtracking to try to get more money to spend at the merchant or whatever um mm-hmm. so i i think that 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 stuff is the kind of stuff that i think would pull me in uh, to it a little bit more just to know that, you know, hey, I can kind of do it the way I want. But I got to say, I think the sort of Metroidvania moments that you get in Village, I love that format. Like yeah. how you have the hub, how you go out like that. And I'm sure this isn't that because it's still based off of the original. Um, but I just think that's such a that, that was such a cool way to do it that you felt like you could still explore, even though some areas were eventually like knocked off to you. You still had that home base to go to that you felt comfortable with. And um, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think from what I'm hearing about this game, it sounds like there were very positive changes from the original. Um, and it looks good. Graphically, it's pretty. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm not as excited as I was about this game before I played the demo, though, um, for the same reasons yeah. I said about last week, how... It still kind of feels like the Resident Evil shooting, third-person shooting, which I'm not a huge, huge fan of. And this game is pretty action-based, if I'm correct, right? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like like the other games where you can kind of get away with, like, juking around them. Yeah. Um, like, like you, have to, you have to do combat. You, you, gotta, you gotta fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not I'm not working on this one, so I get to enjoy this. This is not this completely is fun for once, completely wow, for that's free. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm to be honest, I like this is a game that I am like really looking forward to playing. Good, <laughs> especially Good. after playing that demo. Um, and, and just like ha- like you know, just it's been so long since I've been able to just like sit down and fucking play a video game and just like really get like super stoked to just like play a video game for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, these reviews, I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, I am simply excited. Probably plays on PS4. Probably, I think. PS4, uh, five. I mean, sorry. Oh, I was like, dude, you're really. No, I, we, I, I, I think I've been switching that up and read like saying PS4 a lot lately on accident. I think I said it on last week's episode where I said like rumors about the PS4 Pro, and it's like, yeah, man, it came out in 2018. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I, I keep saying, um. Uh, Resident Evil 5 remake instead of yeah Resident you did Evil. ask me you were like you were like do you have Resident Evil 5 remake early and I was like no what I was like excuse me do you think they're gonna remake that I was talking to Josh about this today um so you've played I haven't played five or six yeah but I think so I mean I think like with the trajectory they're going on I know like that game is is more updated control wise and everything correct yes yes and I think uh, I, I mean putting it in the the resident evil engine and updating some of the stuff and doing some of the thoughtful in reimaginings that they did with like i'm using two as the example of how they really mm-hmm. did reimagine that a little bit i i think they could um and i think they're not going to stop i mean resident evil is more popular than ever i think this is the third best reviewed um resident evil game uh number one resident evil 4 2005 yep. 
Number two, Resident Evil Code Veronica at yeah. like a 94. And then number three is uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. And then plus, like, I mean, the Resident Evil 2 Remake has done great. The Resident Evil um, 3 Remake, not as great, but still people like it. And then all yeah. the 7 and Village people love. So I think they're definitely going to do that. And I don't think it would be a bad thing because I think those games are inherently flawed. Uh, Resident Evil 5 is like fucking racist as shit, dude. Like it is like that's like that's I think the problem with it for me is like in in terms of like you want to remake it mechanically so that it feels in line with these games, sure, like that's fine, but like I would be curious to like see how they would handle that. Um and even like okay, if if they're going to like remove like the racist stuff about it, like I mean kind of at its core it's pretty racist, you know? And then and then to remake that and and remove that sort of stuff to me, makes me like I, it sort of throws me into a debate, and I, I haven't like figured out how I feel on this necessarily yet. So I'm not gonna like stand by any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, we're just talking. We're just two guys and, on yeah, a podcast and, and sitting here. Two, two fucking white guys <laughs> just <laughs> talking about how we think racism should be handled. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm willing to have my mind change about this sort of stuff too. But like, my worry is that if you remake that and remove all of that racist stuff, it, you, like, there's an argument to be made that like, hey they might be trying to erase some of that history that they did that. Although on the other hand, and again, I haven't thought about this fucking at all. <laughs> on the other hand, like you can still buy Resident Evil five. Yeah. Like they can see that. And, and I don't know if they're, eh. I think it's a complicated subject is the whole is what I'm trying to get at. So um, what, what, uh, what makes the game kind of racist? I mean, we talked about this before, oh. but just refresh, refresh my and the listener's memory. Um, I guess it's tough to know where to start. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it is it is it is truly it is is pretty upsetting. Um I think like well to, like on a just very um surface level you have just a white military dude going to Africa, some country in Africa, which by the way, like Resident Evil like always kind of gets away with like we're in Europe and it's like where? <laughs> it's like they speak in Spanish but it's like Mexican Spanish. <laughs> like what where in Europe are we? Or they did that in like Resident Evil Village where they're like, we're in Europe. And it's like, what? Where fucking in Europe are we talking about? So they did that with Africa. But I think uh, a problem is that like Africa frequently gets that treatment, you know, like it gets like it's called a country. Like if you're like going to this country, this country or Africa and it's like, yo, it's a giant ass continent, you know, like with with uh, over like 30 or 40 countries in it. Um, so I, th- I think that general sort of like, no, they're just in Africa um, is, is a little dicey. Uh, and the fact that it's just it's a white guy shooting pretty much primarily just black people in Africa. And basically just like he shows up and just starts shouting at people, pointing a gun. And when they don't like answer his questions, he starts shooting them. Uh, and I mean, they are zombies. So like, I guess, you know, whatever. But it's just it's a bad look in general. Um, and then like, I think that like. I don't know if they did a lot of research on the cultures of Africa, but it maybe feels like they didn't because um, you've just got like a bunch of like very stereotypical like grass skirts and like big. Uh, I don't even know what the culture is, but like big masks and stuff like that that just don't feel particularly um, well researched or thoughtfully included. So then like those are included as they are enemies. You know what I mean? Like they are only included to be like, we are going to kill these people. Um so like, like, what do you do about that? You know what I mean? To remake it like you could not set in Africa. But then it's it's I, I think that I think it's just a whole can of worms that that is worth untangling. And 
Um, I think there's potentially a way for them to do it correctly, but I don't know if... if I don't, um, know. I don't know. It seems like a complicated issue, in my opinion. Uh, is this a, like, common critique of Resident Evil 5? Yes. Um, and, and and it's wild, too, because, like, I'm not saying that, like, people weren't paying attention to racism in 2010, but uh, I, I think that, like, those conversations obviously were, were certainly happening. Um, but from what it seems like, the moment that this game was revealed, everyone was like, um, Capcom? <laughs> Oh, guys, guys. Yes, Um, yes. This is like, like anytime anyone plays this game, it is always like, holy shit. um, I'm sending uh, you an article to look at, uh, but this is an article um, published four days ago uh, by the gamer uh, Jade King called Resident Evil 5 is too racist for a remake. Um, And it goes through a couple good uh, details about how it was revealed, um, how like a part of the setting wasn't necessarily known about uh, the idea that you have this kind of generic interpretation of Africa in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's an interesting question. Uh, like what is this the next game to remake? Is this the next thing that they're going to do? Cause it does seem like they need a pretty significant change to it um, in order to try to avoid that. Um, because I think the last thing they want to do, if I'm correct, five sold really well, correct? I don't know. I mean, I would assume that like with each, I thought five initially sold well. I don't know the, the thing. And then six was a better game, but didn't sell as well because people were turned off by five or something like well, that. It's, it's a question of like, I think in terms of like being a video game, five is probably a better game, but it's fucking racist as shit, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like in, in Resident Evil six is also kind of racist against Chinese people. It feels, but maybe in, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm, I'm less familiar with like racist stereotypes against Chinese people than I am with black people just because of like how we are in America. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I like. Yeah, like I would probably say that five is a again, like with all the context of what we just said, <laughs> five is probably a better video game. And it has a fuck ton of racist shit in it, which is inexcusable and, and, and uncomfortable and important to talk about. But six doesn't have all of that. But in terms of being a video game, I would say is like probably a little bit lesser. I don't know. I'm also going to throw this out there. I don't think Resident Evil is known as a series for its deep and complex writing. No. And I think that's the problem. I think that like four, like they sort of realized that and like leaned into it. Um, and then they were like, well, let's keep doing that. We'll do it. Let's let it be like, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. movie, you know, and just no, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like to me, I, I would say like we I would say we're probably fine without a remake of this game. Probably fine without a remake of six, because even then, if you're going to remake six, like, holy shit, that's going to have to be a big overhaul. I mean, it's the whole thing's uh, multiplayer for, for starters. Um, it's got some cool ideas, but it's just like. uh there is a lot to it that is is like this would need to be just a completely reworked and re, re redone. Um, I would say just leave these two be and Capcom work on new Resident Evil stuff. You're missing zero. Remake zero. Remake Code Veronica, I guess. Remake. Have you played zero before? Nope. Zero is plays from Peter. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, okay, Force I was like, me I to play Resident Evil. I will. It doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so like I don't know. Like I, I think that um I would I would say you're probably better off just cuz I, I think like the the nostalgia has has run out. 
yeah. with Resident Evil 4. Like, like I, I would say people are not nostalgic. Like, I would say most people do not remember Resident Evil 5 like with nostalgia that they're going to be like, holy shit, they're, remake- they're remaking this game from my childhood. I got to go play that. I don't think people are doing that, but I think people might be doing that with Resident Evil 4 and 3 and 2. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, one could still use a remake. It's got a great one. But it's not in the way... And I know this is like one of those things. I know it's not it's not in the way of Resident Evil 2. Yeah, you can still play that, but you still have the dated controls. You still have other things. And I think if yeah. they do a, a big enough reimagine remake that is not just in terms of how it looks, it's more in terms of how it plays and the concept of it, like 2, I think people would still play that. And I think that now's the time. Bring it back. Yeah. I think I think that's the that's well, that would be a better task to undergo. Um, I, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on this too. So I just played it, and I think it I think it holds up great. It's just a different game than than those ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so if you were to do that, I think a larger reimagining would need to be done. You know. Um, All right. I'm gonna put the G virus. It's interesting you say that. There is the T virus, the C virus, and I uh, think the G virus is. All right. So whatever ones whatever one of those viruses i'm putting it up to your uh-huh. neck and i was like you got yeah. a choice to make right now or i'm gonna <gasps> oh. insert this uh-huh. resident evil one remake resident evil five remake what do you want one 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 <laughs> no but Please, like there's one. only one right answer here resident evil one or resident evil five remake it Vi- is one all right virus is like i'm holding this to your neck which one yes. resident evil one remake or resident evil five six remake packaged together what one. do you want you get one choice though there's one. only a right run right answer one is a better game than both of those two combined. All right, I accept. Yeah. No virus for you. Thank you. You're if well. I did if you did, I would get um I would get the chicken legs that they have in Resident Evil 6. The game's fucking wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'd get the butterfly wings. I like um, the little the neck things, the neck bulges, the goiters the from like, yeah, four. Yeah. 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 Um, you, did you have you finished Resident Evil Two Remake? Do you, are you still trucking along? With I did. That? I beat it. You uh, beat it? Oh my I gosh! I did. And let me tell you, let me tell Anything. you. I really do think that story is pretty well told. Simple, not yeah, overly corny, but like uh-huh. some of the plot beats are like pretty like oh, <laughs> like as you're going through it the whole time. Um, I do have a very major negative complaint for it. Um, the whole section in the lab with the forest felt like oh mm. we got some padding we got to fill out <laughs> yeah um did you but, end up getting the flamethrower in the sewers oh yeah i did when i played it the first time i didn't and elena and i were like oh, i guess i just don't have the item i need to get this and then we just moved on and then when we got to the plant place i was like i wish i had a flame i wish i had a flamethrower that would have been way better yeah um, so go on I think that game is exceptionally harder if you don't follow a guide because there are things like missing the flamethrower. Yeah. Like if, if you miss the flamethrower, you've made that game harder on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I really do think a lot of the game um, is about knowing what resources to use and which ones to not, knowing Agreed. what areas to kill everyone in and what areas to just run by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that my experience playing the original – I basically got like i could not get to the police station when i was a kid i mean yeah. i was young at the time but like i kept like how do you kill all these things and i never have any ammo to do it well you just run past it boy yeah. um 
Why does it boy like Kratos? But <laughs> I assume it's because you were talking to your younger self. I was. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Playing that at a Toys R Us, you're never going to beat that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think it, it definitely. I think it holds up as a game. Um, I just can't say I enjoyed playing it, but that might be the horror elements of it that are just kind of like whatever. Um, yeah, but it's I so, couldn't it, it's stop so playing it if that makes sense. Oh, that's a thing. Like for I me. kept it's... thinking of it, and I kept going back to it. Um, I, I agree with you entirely. Yeah. And to me, that's what that's what makes it, in my opinion, like a ten out of ten game is because I, it's scary, and I don't I don't like playing it in the sense that I didn't like watching The Shining because it was really good at being scary. Um, but I was thinking about it, and I think it's it's really well designed. And um, like I have no, I have no nostalgia for the second one, for like the original one, you know. Some of those um, boss fights fucking suck, though. Yeah, that, that's an area where it feels a little like weird. Where it's just like, all right, and I guess time to shoot the guy a bunch of times. Yeah, like the the blob guy that you fight like three different times. Bitch won't die. Like yeah. he, like the second one when you have to use the crane to kill him. That sucks. Yes. When, if I did not read that guide, I would I would have been on that fight to this day. You haven't played the third one, right? No. The Resident Evil 3 remake. So uh, it's funny. You just said, bitch won't die. And there's an excellent moment in the second, in, in Resident Evil 3 remake, where um, you escape the nemesis and you like push him into a giant like lake or maybe it's like the ocean or something. And Jill just looks at him and goes, bitch can't even swim. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Is that, um, okay, so Resident Evil 3, is that yeah. similar to the first half of 2 or the second half of 2? When it, It's more action-focused. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you, don't, if you didn't like the action, like, like, I think it's, I mean, it's got that similar thing of just, like, run around them, run around them, you know what I mean? Um, but it is, uh, it, it has a more, more focus on, uh, on action. Okay, okay. Is there enough ammo? It, yeah. Okay. But that's the thing, like, like it is, it is got that action focus, but it's also like here's an automatic shotgun and a thousand shotgun rounds. Like, yeah, that uh, helps. That that helps significantly. I might like if it more. you if you enjoyed Resident Evil Two remake and are looking for more, I would play Resident Evil Three remake over doing the other campaign because the other campaign, like the Jill one, oh, or yeah. the, the Claire one, is good and it's worth playing. Like, I really got a lot out of it. But at the end of the day, like, it is still the same area for the most part it's like the same areas like you you get a different story and instead of doing the stuff with like ada wong with leon you do a bunch of stuff with um i'm forgetting her name um this little girl and and it's yeah i got a new soundboard thing for you yeah what's up the ashley screaming for leon dude i tried to get it when we did um oh did you (laughs) when we did uh uh, that crossover episode with butt mashing 101 check them out um but uh, I couldn't find a clean one. Although I was looking while we were recording a podcast, so like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But but to yeah. Leon, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Leo. I could on that. Uh, can we finish our Metacritic roundup? I realized we didn't even do that. Oh wow, we're still well. We did Resident <laughs> yeah. Evil Four. It was it was Resident Evil, and we're gonna talk about that a lot more next week too, because uh, I am gonna play the fuck out of that. Hell yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about Chia. Chia, I also have on my fantasy team. Uh oh. Yeah, this is a guy, I mean, 79. Okay, not, not bad. 79 on PlayStation 5, 78 on PC, unscored on PS4. 
Um, no, seventy nine is not a bad score. Uh, it's just that for our fantasy team, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to win this year, seventy nine is just not acceptable. Uh, especially here's the reason though. I bought this. Uh, I picked this up because. Um, uh, there was one of the previews that said this is uh, like this generation's or maybe like this year's uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And I was like, well, that I need that on my team. Um, and it is apparently not. Uh, it seems like people are, are enjoying it. Um, f- fair and uh, well enough. This is a game where you play as this. Uh, I think she's like like a girl in, in Hawaii or maybe one of the Pacific Islands. Um, or maybe it's not uh, inspired by New Caledonia. I don't even know where that is. Ooh, you know. Hitbox, we're about to listen. We're about to learn something. It is in Oceania, so it's um, over by you're, Australia. I was gonna be like, you're making it even less sense. <laughs> Oceania, um, isn't that like <laughs> um, uh, maps? I'm gonna tell you where New Caledonia is. Have you ever gone down that rabbit hole while you're looking this up? Will people who like yeah. will have an image and they tell you where it is in the world, they'll like put a pin down, and whoever gets the closest wins. Oh, that's it's like a game, isn't it? Yeah, man. That makes me feel small and stupid and very sheltered. So I don't know if we uh, I don't know if we're all um, super familiar with our Oceania geography, uh, but I'll give you a little bit of it. Uh, New Caledonia is uh, across the Coral Sea from Australia. So that is to the uh, east of Australia, uh, like central, uh, central uh, eastern Australia, um, really northeastern australia rather uh it is it is across the coral sea um to the east uh, coral north, sea. north of new zealand by quite a bit um a little bit west of fiji uh tonga and samoa so there you go <laughs> cool i'm the more you know the more you know um yeah so uh like it's like like pretty south uh, it's pretty southwest of Hawaii, if that also helps. Uh, like a fair amount southwest of Hawaii. Anyway, Justin, Chia, you play as this little girl uh, who has the power to like uh, take control of any animal or object, um, and so you can like uh, fly as like a seagull or turn into like a little cr- uh, shell or or something or like a banana and like roll around, and it's like used to like platform and puzzle and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm going to be picking it up this week for work, so I will let you know how I feel about it uh, next week. I'm not going to be picking this up because I got my second game to be launched on PS Plus that I still haven't canceled premium or whatever I got um, because it's free on that service. So you're not going to pick it up even though it's free? Well, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to buy it. Purchase it. it. Yes, this is this is free for a download in. PS to me, to me, from what I'm seeing, it's just like a very like pretty looking game. It has some running issues to it. Uh, the combat is very basic. Um, the um, powers to possess things really come down to you want to possess birds because you can fly quick. Everything else is just kind of like <laughs> fine. <laughs> sure. Um, I the mechanics look very similar to what you would see in Breath of the Wild. Obviously, like a lot of gliding. They did add this mechanic to like uh, get on a tree and get flung by the tree to give you a little bit of momentum. So there's a little it's bit more fun. speed and movement with it. Um, so I think some interesting things about it. But I feel like I'll be playing this game and be like, well, any minute now, I'm going to get Tears of the Kingdom. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, there is also a Last of Us style ukulele playing mechanic. Do you remember you when d- you're missing a finger 
and it's really hard I, to play. I do. Maybe that'll happen in Chia. Be, you be equally you as, fucking imagine. Equally as <laughs> like the game is just as gory. <laughs> yeah, that's what they don't tell you about it. Uh, last thing in the Metacritic roundup here is uh, Tetris the movie uh, by <laughs> Apple TV. Um, it has a 59. Um, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I read the book Tetris, the games we play, um, and was surprised to see that this was like an espionage thriller movie because... Um, well, that wasn't how it was in the book. <laughs> um, mm. To be honest, to be honest, I, I'm not going to watch this, uh, to be clear. Uh, this is uh, starring Taron Egerton uh, 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 and no one else that I recognize here. Just <laughs> off of, of the, um, the the cast list here. Uh, yeah, you know, so this l- is... L- listen, um, Ben Miles is going to be really upset you don't know him. Uh, Toby Jones, Miles. also just equally as upset. Um, Rick Yoon is like, come on, Peter, we went to grammar school together. Um, Rick Yoon, yeah. not really in. He was on Olympus Has Fallen. You know, yeah. Remember that film? I, with, I thought that was a fun movie. With um, is that Morgan God Freeman if, and uh, um, and uh, Gerard Butler? It is. That's a good flick. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. So I liked it. Six Degrees of Gerard Butler. Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, yeah, no. So Tetris, the movie, though, uh, it's interesting because, like I said, it, it, the book, um. It's not. It wasn't like a a uh, like th- spy thriller story. It was. It was more of a uh, an interesting like corporate business um, story. Uh, and I thought it was. It was actually quite interesting. And I'm a little bit disappointed to see that it's not taking that um, route with it. That it's going for more of a suspense thriller sort of thing. Um, because I think the corporate stuff is actually very interesting. Basically, um, a guy got the rights to publish Tetris. Um, worldwide from the maker um his name is like alexi something is the is the name of the um alexi uh Pajinitov. uh he's the guy who made tetris and he basically gave the rights to publish it um to some guy in europe and uh that guy misunderstood their communications because it was like 1960 or uh 1980 maybe uh, and, and basically they, um, misunderstood each other because of the translations and everything like that. Um, and basically this guy thought he had the rights for all of Tetris and that he could then sell the rights. So he basically sold the rights to three different companies. Um, one for the like PC publishing, one for handheld gaming publishing and one for console publishing. So basically he sold it to those, uh, to, I don't remember who was the, uh, the PC one, but then the, uh, handheld gaming one was to Nintendo and then the other one was to Atari. The console gaming one was to Atari. But when he sold it to Nintendo, Nintendo thought that they had the rights to publish it for both handhelds and consoles. So then Nintendo and Atari get into a, a legal battle. And then they come talk to this guy. And then that guy comes back to the Russian government. It's like, um, I'm in some trouble here. And then so they have to get all of them to, to talk with each other. Uh, and it's it's a very interesting story. And I think that would be a very... Uh, interesting movie in my opinion uh, but they took a different route with it but whatever not gonna watch this oh i mean read, uh, read the book it's pretty good uh i i i might this might be one of those ones i'll watch and then read i mean it's not mm-hmm. apple tv plus i gotta justify having that ted lasso's out right now i've been watching that good show is it good is it good i haven't watched I know it. we talked about that but like there's just some good moments i just something yeah. about that makes me be, I, i'm done watching it i'm gonna be positive today you know what i mean i'm gonna be positive yeah. i'm gonna watch this tetris movie i'm gonna smile about it 
Um, yeah, I'll do that. Maybe they watched Kingsman with Taron Egerton, and they were like, "Well, we got to do some of that in the Tetris movie." Is the Kingsman two uh, also is has some awesome scenes in it involving Elton John? Um, from my memory, yeah, uh, it's not as good as the first one, but I they got some good, enjoyed it. Good fight scenes in there, good moments. Yeah, it's I like I don't I wouldn't say it's like a, a flick that like everyone should see. You know, like I wouldn't yeah. say it's like an essential action movie in the way that Kingsman one is. Um, and also the King's man, I think I liked, okay. Um, that was fine. In the, the King's been too, there's a, um, there's a meat grinder as like one mm-hmm. of the central Pedro Pascal. Oh my God. That's Pedro Pascal. That is Pedro Pascal. Wow. Yeah. I'm seeing so, like, he is so memeable right now on the TikToks. Dude, he's, he's like, he's, he's big. The one right of him now. just eating. <laughs> I, uh, he had, he had a pretty good hot ones interview. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the news. If we, if, if I, if I can direct us to gaming news, is that okay? Yeah. All two stories. Yeah. (laughs) Starfield, Justin, um, is nearly upon us. I mean, we've still got a while yet until it comes out. Um, but as uh, all games must, it is being, um, Looked at by like content advisory boards and so far has received an 18 plus rating in Australia due to its depiction of interactive drug use. It has a Peggy 18 in Europe and um, an ESRB M rated. That's, you know, 17 and up in the US. Notably, while it does have um, that drug use in it, as um, outlined by the Australian government, um apparently there's not a whole lot of romance and by that i mean no one's fucking in starfield Mm. um apparently there's it's just not um listed for anything like that Well, it's it's Uh, just when you're in space it's like the mechanics of that are really hard by the way has anyone ever had sex in space before um i feel like this is a google moment I'm but, gonna. Have, I'm in an incognito tab because I feel like this could also be a very specific fetish. Has anyone ever had sex in space? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, they in, they insist that they have not. But American astronauts. This is according to DW.com. Don't know about it. American astronauts famously avoid the topic. The few experiments that have been conducted on SpaceX focus on animals, not humans. So there's. Wait a second. That's a very specific, very specific, very specific clarification. A few experiments conducted with animals, not humans. Um. Okay, so there is a Wikipedia page for sex in space, and Hold it, it is up. fucking wild. Pulled up. Pulled up. Um, <laughs> there's a lot here. Uh, basically, I'm looking under the planned attempts tab um, where it says in June 2015. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can. I. Justin, we've never talked about the type of content that we want on our programming on I, our we're show. We're just reporting news. Is, this is. Can we talk about this, this from NASA? Uh, this is from another website. Um, oh, <laughs> um, a, 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 let's call it an adult website. I mean, like, I I don't want to. Okay, in 2015, an adult website, one that is uh, widely renowned and pretty famous. <laughs> You might be able to guess it. IGN. Um, yep. Plan uh, announces plans to make its first ever film in space. Uh, it had a crowdfunding campaign uh, for the movie, which was called Sexploration. 
it received three point four million dollars in sixty days. Um, God. Oh no! It wanted to receive. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, it, no. I'll it be only like, raised. Damn, people, people want that. Two hundred thirty-six hundred thousand. Um, it just didn't happen. You know, um, love, love him or hate him. If you want someone to back this, you need to you need to let Elon Musk know that this this we must do this right now. Oh, he's such a fucking child that that he would make it his ultimate goal to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just such a like. Let's let's do, what if what if we did sex in space? So right. basically, what you're telling me right, is man, that uh, Bethesda was like, we did our research. It's not been done. <laughs> Nor are we. We're going to be the most realistic space simulator game ever. Simulate drug use. Great. You can do that in space. No sex. Hasn't been done. We don't know. We don't know the physics. Bethesda said, in space? (laughs) Not on our watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, we'll, uh, yeah. So, so, I don't know. I always think it's interesting. We talked about this like with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I always find like these, like, leaked content from like esrb ratings and stuff kind of silly not silly it's just like funny to, to like read about these like moments completely out of context or like if you remember like they listed all of the swear words in xenoblade chronicles 3 and i was like oh this is kind of funny um all of them said by uni <laughs> hear that noah lance wants something a bit meatier um that's is that a swear word? i don't know uh what meteor or lance, lance? wants something meatier <laughs> What a good, what a good game. What a, what um, a 10 out of 10 game of the year that we didn't give game of the year. And I didn't give it a 10 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10 on Game Skinny. Should have given it a 10 out of 10. What deserves it? No, I think I, you, you would give it a 10 out of 10 after playing it for 70 hours, 60 hours. After having finished it, yes, in the middle of it. Uh, I don't know. But like, isn't that a problem? You stick yeah. by your choice. Yeah, I, w- I would stand by it. Yeah. It was good. I liked it clearly um i i don't know like like i there's not much else to say about this <laughs> uh, i think we this. said everything that could be said about it and then some <laughs> went a very different way than i imagined it would go and then some um uh there's a new persona 5 spinoff again it's called persona 5 the phantom x and it's a mobile game and it's only going to be in china and uh, i'm upset about it because now that i have a beefy smartphone uh, i'm looking for for games to play I know that when Zenless Zone Zero uh, comes out, that's the follow. That's um, uh, who makes Genshin Impact? Mihoyo. Sure, I think that's their name. Uh, that's that's a game. When that comes out, that's gonna be mobile. One of those mobile games. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the give it a try on this this here Galaxy S23 Ultra. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, but Persona Five, uh, the Phantom X. I watched the trailer for. Uh, have you watched? Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like a like a Persona Persona Five ass game. It looks. I mean, it's like you know. Not and I copying. say that I say that in a positive. I know my tone seemed a little bit negative, but like I mean, I mean, it looks like a Persona Five. It looks great. Yeah, it, I mean, got it's the got style, the, the, the animation, the characters, yeah. turn based exploration. You're in the car. You don't have Morgana. You have something else. It's something else. Yeah, the Velvet Room is an aquarium, which looks hey, awesome. Get, is this spoiling anything? Does Morgana ever turn? Do you ever find out why Morgana is a cat? Uh, yes. Is it you, like a big reveal? It is a big reveal. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, uh, like I'm not gonna spoil Persona Five, but it is something that like Morgana's character, like it's pr- like pretty central to his character. And by the time like it is revealed, um, he's been going on about it for about eighty hours, or maybe even ninety. It's pretty late in the game, uh, and like 
for me personally, I was like, yeah, like this was not <laughs> as big of a not deal. The, not the A plot I was expecting. You know? <laughs> right. Like, like this was not as big of a deal. Like I could have kind of seen where this is coming from. Uh, but yes, they wrap it up uh, 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 in an interesting way. Uh, and in Royal too, it, especially it, it um, expands on that a little bit more in a, in a way that I think is pretty fun and also uh, troubling. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well. Now, try, like, like when it's all resolved, you're like, okay, good, 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 good. But when you think that it's resolved, it's a little bit like, huh, interesting. Interesting. Um, but this, uh, this Persona Five, the Phantom X, uh, should it ever release in the states, I will, uh, I will play it. I would like to. It, I mean, it looks like more Persona Five, and if I can play Persona Five on my phone, um, you know that I'm about that shit. And what if it doesn't release? What are you gonna do? Just let it sit there, not thinking about it. I will go on with my life. You're not going to like <laughs> learn a different language or just struggle through. Yeah, maybe, I'll, like, maybe I'll learn how to speak. They speak like four languages in China. Like, which one do you think this is? Uh, does it say in this article here? It doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be, I'll be interested to see this. If it ever comes out here, I would, I would definitely play through all of this to, to at least talk about it. Um, although like, listen, I love persona five. And as I play more of persona four, by the way, like it just makes me think like, damn, I fucking love persona five. Do you think, Which, I mean, like, yeah. does the game translate to having like mobile game gotcha mechanics? Like, is that going to ruin the game? Do you think? Yeah. So I saw that it's like, like a gotcha game. Uh, I assume that it's just like the personas you have. Oh, okay. um, which like are already kind of a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I never get attached to them because it's just like as soon as they are not useful anymore, I just fucking ice them or oh, wow. fuse them. Jeez. You know what I mean? I'm never going to give you a pet. No, I mean, I, would it ever not be useful anymore in terms of like I've been questioning my dog's being usefulness cute? since the day we okay. got him. So, so then it's good that you have him and not me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I am hoping that this comes out here. I, I don't know. I, I would like to play it. Uh, but I'm also just ready for Persona 6. Hey, Atlas, get on what, that. What if they release no this game about it, but. and the X actually, or it's Persona 5, the Phantom X, but they cross out the 5 and they put a 6 in there? I would be, I mean, Resident it would be, Evil 6, and it's actually just in the Resident Evil 6 remake. We all want it. If it was a Resident Evil, if, if they remade Resident Evil 6 in the style of Persona 5, I'd play it. Have you seen, like, there's all these things, like, someone used Lego to remake Resident Evil 4, like, a, like the opening scene <laughs> awesome. from it. Um, awesome. Then there was, like, a Studio Ghibli, a Ghibli thing that had, like, in the style of that, but part of the remake. That's what we need. I love that. That's great. There's also a mod that you can have. Uh, His Leon dick out? Being... I saw that. Are we talking about the same thing? or? Do... I mean, we could. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what was your thing? Wait. I was going to say CJ from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh. No, I wasn't. I was going to say the other one. <laughs> <laughs> this, is our, this is our sauciest episode yet, man. Uh <laughs> About oh, that's the that's the that's the title. <laughs> this one, yeah, yeah, we got there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I love Persona Five, but I'm also ready. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for something new, something something fresh. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. I know that you know. Hey, uh, it's making them a lot of money because people fucking love it. I love it. You know, I liked Persona Five Strikers. I played you know two hours of Dancing in the Starlight. You know, I um, I I love Persona five specifically but i'm ready for for the next step because if you look at like in playing persona four golden like compared to persona five like it's clear like that they just they took everything in persona four golden and just like cranked everything up to 10 
And then that's Persona 5. And that's why I love it. And that's why I'm like a little bit less in love with Persona 4 Golden. Um, P4G, as the title screen calls it. Old games are old. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like if they do that, if they turn everything up to 11, it's a little Spinal Tap reference for you. Um, for Persona 6, like, come on, I'm, I'm here for it. Spinal Tap's a music group, right? It is a mockumentary movie. Mm, I was about close. It's, it's about like a rock band. It's oh, okay, okay. I was like, oh, Swainamus. And the, the, the joke in the, the joke in the movies that the, their amps all go up to eleven because, um, the, well, ten was just not enough. It's just yeah, you go higher. Yeah. Always go higher. Um, Justin, here's something sad. Lance Reddick died, and he is uh I, I, like, in in terms of video games, he is Commander Zavala in Destiny, Destiny Two. I didn't, I've never played that, so. I can't really speak to that, but I knew him most from um, he's the concierge in uh, John, the John Wick, Wick series. That, like he was he's, literally doing press touring for that. Um, yeah. Which he's is, um, also the bad guy in Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, which when he appeared in Horizon Zero Dawn, when I was playing that through the first time, I was like, fucking finally, someone interesting and good. Like, <laughs> like, thank you for being in this game, Lance Reddick. Um, he's also he was like a bad guy in Quantum Break as well. Uh uh, Resident Evil Wire? TV series, right? Resident Evil TV. Oh series? yeah, he played Wesker in that yeah. apparently terrible Resident Evil Netflix show. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. I mean, he's he's pretty he's pretty great, and I am a huge fan of him. Uh, I, I was a big fan of his Twitter account too. He would tweet videos of him uh, and his dogs and stuff like that. Um, it's very sad. I don't know. Like, um, he basically based on the people who uh, who knew him and, t- and met with him in the games industry and talked with him, he seemed to be someone who was just. Um, a true delight and so uh in destiny 2 um there are players like in the in the, like the hub world i assume i don't again i'm not really familiar with it um players have been going up to commander zavala and like paying their respects i assume by just hanging out and doing like emotes and stuff like that in front of him and everything like that so in fact i'm getting a little choked up talking about it because it makes me sad. He died. He died very young. Not, like very, you know, should I say he was 60 Bef- he died before his time before his time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's such a cool way to like, uh, you know, have that video game tribute, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. And just kind of shows you like how important he was to people in games. And like his voice is so distinct and well known. And, you know, like he's so he like his voice is so unique. Like the way he like articulates everything. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. He's always like, are you a bad guy? Are you a good guy? Yeah, but he's so good at that. You yeah, know what I mean? You're like, like, always what's questioning, your deal? Always questioning. Yeah. Um, very, very sad. I don't know. Like Josh uh, uh, broke the news to me. I had to sit down. I was, I was making, I was cooking dinner, and I was like, I, I'm like, heartbroken. It was, it was sad. Yeah. Um, I will miss Lance Reddick. I always, every time he showed up in a game or in a movie or whatever, I was always very excited to see him. So. That is a bummer. Um. Last of Us, uh, uh, there's oh. been a handful. I mean, you know, with the, with the TV show, it's been in the news a lot. Um, and there have been, like, a lot of details because people have been like, so where's Last of Us 3? Or people have been asking about, like, where's season 2 and whatever like that. Um, oh, hey, also, I meant to, I said that I, was, I would mention this later. Uh, I saw Nick Offerman. He played um, guitar for everyone. He sang his little songs that he wrote. Uh, that was so, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, he played a bunch of songs that were, like, funny. Uh, and he also played the... Um, <laughs> The song from the show. What? Uh, the um, 
Love will abide. Take Aww. things in stride. Yeah, it's very sweet. And he interrupted himself. He, he, he almost got to the end of it, and he just stopped and goes, so any f- homophobes in here? <laughs> That's really <laughs> one good. Guy, and one guy goes, woo. And he stops, and he sort of looks in that direction and goes, well, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> but... Uh, <gasps> wow. Okay, that was not expecting that. Uh, no, thanks for, no. Thanks for bringing me out of that. Um, yeah. So, so a handful of things with The Last of Us. Let's talk about the game first. Apparently, um, they scrapped a an idea for um, a prequel game uh, uh, for uh, Ellie's mom, Anna, who we've known about through like comics and stuff like that. And then we finally saw portrayed by uh, Ashley Johnson in the final episode of the series of the tv show um and and basically like it was this was in an introduction uh, in an in interview with variety uh and neil Druckmann basically said like he said this uh there was some stuff written for the mom and dad uh when we were ta- uh, talking to this other game studio to potentially do a whole anna game uh, i'm reluctant to say anything about it because as i've now found out several times stories that i think are failures and will never see the light of day sometimes see the light of day so um he also goes on to say that like oh, he could I wrote have just this said, short. We'll see the light. He just missed that missed a quotable yeah, moment. He really did. Uh, he says, "I wrote this short script about Ellie's mom and how she gave birth to Ellie and was bitten at the same time and wasn't sure if she was infected during that birth. Uh, and this became a little character drama that spoke to the same themes of parental love for their child and how you, uh, how much they uh, they're willing to do even when you're on death's door. So." Again, you know, never say never about this sort of thing. But uh, I think at this point, like we've seen it in the show and i don't know would you want a game about this i wouldn't i don't know if we need a full game about it but i feel like there's so many ways to weave that story into a narrative that makes sense i mean we've already played around with multiple playable characters in both versions of the game both games uh in it um and i think i don't know i I think it could be interesting to tie up part of ellie's story a little bit um, in a way to find out more about what her mom was like, build that character, maybe makes more sense about who Ellie is and how she becomes. I don't know what their theme is. Like, did they ever say what the theme of the third game is going to be? Season one's about love. Season two's about hate. Season three's about indigestion. Like, what's that? Like, what's that going to be? <laughs> yeah, you yeah know? I know what you're saying. And they walked that back too after the game came out. They were like, no, we were just lying. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you. I would probably agree with you. Like. I mean, just like like off the hip, I'm like, no, I don't think we need that. But then I think, you know, in hearing you say that, like, yeah, I think it could potentially be kind of cool to have like the juxtaposition of like, here's what Ellie's mom went through. And like, here's what Ellie is going through because she's a mom. You know what I mean? With with um, JJ and whatever. So like, I think fatherhood was such a strong theme of the first one and in the second one to some degree. But to have motherhood be a theme, I think it'd be kind of cool, especially because that's just not a theme in video games. Moms die in video games. That's that's their role in video games. And that sucks. So it'd be kind of cool to have that be like a explored theme in a game. I don't know. Do you remember how um, in the previews for last of us part two, so many people were talking about how Abby what could have been her mom. Like that yeah. was one of the common, yeah. the strands that was coming out. So I don't know. I don't think people would have been upset with that. Um, so, Hey, speaking hey, we'll of Abby. See. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yesterday night, uh, Sunday, March 19th, 
Uh, Neil Druckmann tweeted, no Last of Us on HBO tonight, because obviously the season's over. Uh, but season two is already on its way. Endure and survive. And tweeted this image of it's just like a hand drawn painted kind of thing of um, a super muscular arm holding a hammer in front of a bunch of wrecked stuff in the woods. It's obviously um, very reminiscent of the scene where Amy, uh, Abby gets the hammer in uh, in the woods when, when she meets Yara in love. Um, and I think, uh, who plays Ellie in the show? Bella Ramsey Ramsey. said that, um, you shouldn't expect last of us season two until late 2024, early 2025 at the very earliest. Hey, I mean that I, I, I don't need it right now. I can't wait for it though. Um, the real question in our household is should I have my wife play the game or watch me play the game? The first one or the second one? The second one. Um, that's actually a very good question. I would say yes. And I think at the very least, there's a, there's a really early part that you could get up to that yeah. would, I think, make it exciting about the second season. Yep. I, um... I... I, I don't I'm, like, so torn about that. I, to be honest with you, I might, I might not watch the second season of the show. Dude... <laughs> I'm so like I'm so like I just don't watch a lot of TV like this is the first season of a TV show that I've watched in fucking forever that like and I was like let down so like drastically and whatever and like the seeds that it has planted for season two I think have been done so poorly in my opinion as we talked about in previous episodes that like might just might sit it out I don't know maybe maybe not I mean, it, it all it could also be like I don't know I might still watch it out of curiosity and whatever but You know what I'm saying? I, I feel sad for you that that's your reaction to the first season that you don't want to watch the second season. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty let down. I like, I think, like all in all, I was pretty let down by it. And I was thinking about it a lot because I, I re-listened to the um, Linda Rodstadt song "Long, Long Time" is what it's called that uh, uh, Bill sings and Fred sings. Um, like it is, it is so that episode was so good and it had me so hopeful for how they were going to adapt the rest of the show or the rest of the game into the show. And I think they just, I personally just think they really fumbled it um, on a lot of levels, but I think on the most important levels of like the characters of Joel and Ellie. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, <laughs> just might sit it out. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe well, the not. good thing know. is that we don't have to sit with both those characters for very long. <laughs> I guess not. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess not. But like okay, here's the thing though, like to me, I like in my cynical brain, I think that they would give Joel hey, spoilers for Last of Us 2. It's 3 years old. Um <laughs> I think that they would give Joel a bigger role. Like to me, again, in my cynical brain, the way that I view the creation, the way that I view the way the creators view the Last of Us HBO series, I think that they would give Joel a bigger role in The Last of Us Part 2 because it feels like a the show has felt like an attempt to correct some of the perceived flaws of the game. Um, and I think that some people critiqued, hey, Joel's not in this very much, even though he's in a fair amount of it. Um, and I think people didn't like that. And I think that they might be inclined to change that as a result. And I think it'd be worse for it. I think I I almost don't know if that's what they're going to do because um 
I feel like even with the first one, for all the changes they made, they kept the core of the story. They kept so many of the shots the same. They kept so many of the stuff the same that I don't think they're just going to remake the the um, the second season. They might have to like because I, I think Wait, part of when you say you say they kept so much the same that you think that they're not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. You think that they're going to use be a little bit more adventurous with what they do with the second season? No, no, no. They're gonna they're gonna keep that for the second season. Yeah. Um, and like, I think a part of the biggest changes, minus those intros and outros when they had them, was the character portrayals, the actors, the way they delivered things, the way they were portrayed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like actually the craft of it, I mean, using that last episode and using so many of the scenes, the pittsburgh kansas city car crash the um shooting of uh marlene at the end of the the ninth episode um like so many of those things were done very accurate to the game that i don't think they're just gonna be like well we're gonna rewrite everything we're gonna totally change how the story is structured because i think part of what makes the sequel work narratively is how they cut between present and future uh, past in in that way and they tell the story through flashbacks rather than is just being a linear story um and i feel like that's one of the most affecting moments to me is at the very end the porch scene wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that it was what i yeah. wanted i wasn't expecting it and it was both the most satisfying conversation yet the most unsatisfying <laughs> conversation knowing what happens next mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i think yeah, I don't I don't necessarily foresee them rewriting problems out of the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean the, uh, the show. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously it's we'll we'll see. Um I just I, I this season I think now that I've sat with it and thought more about it. And and I I'm very alone in this opinion of just like complete devastation <laughs> that makes me like, again, that makes me so that makes so, me so like, sad that that's how you left it and yeah. I, I mean i definitely think there's the argument which one is better which part is better what things do you like better yeah. um in it and uh yeah i think very well you many people come away saying the game is better but i'm sorry that you didn't you left <laughs> with not even wanting to see the next season i was i was expecting to walk away being like oh the game is better but that's probably just because i played it first and i really liked the games uh, and I walked away being like, the game is better because the TV show is bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, and that, that's so disappointing to me because I was so excited and whatever. And, you know, hey, whatever. Like, sometimes you get disappointed with stuff. But um, that is just my opinion. One last thing here in the news. This is kind of interesting. Did you see this? Apparently, um, according to some guy on Twitter who uh, posted some snippets from... Uh, a LinkedIn profile. Uh, apparently, Forspoken cost might have cost over a hundred million dollars to make. So, um, basically, the information comes from, like I said, a LinkedIn profile for um, Alyssa Reimer, who, let's see, was the lead writer of Forspoken. Uh, and let's see where this. Oh yeah, um, basically, um, in her. Um, in her like I, I don't use LinkedIn very frequently so I'm like having a hard time like coming up with words so like when you like say like oh I did this job and you list like what you did for it you know what I'm saying 
in that it says this um, wrote the Bible script and downloadable content for a, fa- a fantasy triple a video game parentheses $100 million plus budget with re- uh, release date set for fall 2022. Um, and then uh, in her like about section, uh, it also mentions that um, that price. It says uh, she spearheaded the story behind Forspoken, which cost over $100 million to make. Which is a lot like that is a a significant amount of money, uh, especially for a game that I think flopped pretty hard in terms of sales. Right. Yes. Um, I'm not surprised, though, because when you have a big company that has money um, and a game is, you know, just a game, you know, how do you solve your problems? Just throw money at it. Yeah. And you can fix problems that way. Allegedly, that doesn't mean the game's good. You know, just because you can throw money at something doesn't mean it's always going to be better. I mean, uh, baseball reference, the New York Yankees don't win the World Series every year, and they spend a lot of money. They have a lot of money? Um, okay. And just because, like, you use money to solve your problems doesn't mean you're allocating your resources effectively, efficiently, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, bringing how many writers for this game? Uh, clearly, and the story was bad. Yeah, it's interesting, too, like, I will say, while, while this budget it does seem like a lot for something that was... Um, so if I said like compromised, does that make sense? Like, I'm not trying to be negative mm-hmm. about the game necessarily, but like, that does sound like a lot of money. I will say that, like, I don't know. I think the money's on display. I think that, I think the issue really was with the writing and then with, uh, some of like the world design. Um, but like, I, w- I wouldn't say that it felt cheap. It wasn't like a really buggy game or anything like that. Um, like, like the combat was cool and flashy and I don't know, like, I guess it's, it's always tough to know, like where money goes, especially with a video game. You know what I mean? Because there's just so many different like aspects to it. Um, but I would I would never say that it feels like a cheap game. I would say it doesn't feel like a great, well written game or what super well designed game at times. Right. But like, d- like, does that make sense? Yeah, there's a scene in the Shawshank Redemption when Andy's in the hospital and they're trying to make him feel good for it by searching for um, these certain rocks. He wants to make a a chess set out of these rocks. So they're all like out in the field, like, you know, gathering rocks. And one of the guys finds a rock. He's like, look, I found one. And they're like, that's, that's actually, that's actually just petrified horse poop. So a game can look good. (laughs) Sure. That's very fair. Feel good. But then you just push it. And it's like, Ooh, actually that's just horse poop. So for spoken, I just made a Shawshank Redemption horse poop connection to you. Don't know if that's the best thing, but I do love Shawshank Redemption, so maybe it is a good thing for you. I'll say this about Forspoken. It's not a good game, but it got torn apart on the internet for things that I thought were, uh, like, inconsequential. Yeah. yeah, People were like, oh, it's so cringy. I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about that. Everyone's sitting here loving this Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah, but hey, you know intent and tone those are important and aren't they (laughs) um yeah i don't know like uh uh this while yes it is a lot of money i think especially it is so um it is so tough because of it is because of how little it's sold um i i think that i don't think that we got like specific numbers or maybe um but it was like defined as lackluster 
um, sales, which I would also I would also probably understand. Um, like I think it got a lot of bad press online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just based on those clips that again, we're out of taken out of context, although with context, like it still doesn't necessarily make people isn't going to make people super interested in a like if they're not interested in like the writing in those clips, like it's that is in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also think like, uh, and this is just a hurdle that, that we as a um, world need to, to, you know, get over. Uh, I, I think anytime that you put a um, black woman in the lead of your game, I think you're going to run into some um, pushback from people, uh, not deserved pushback, right? It, it's like shitty pushback. Um, but I think that, um, that is still going to impact sales and it's shitty and it sucks. And I'm not saying that they, they need to stop doing that. In fact, I would say that what you need to do is continue doing that so that people can fucking get over it, <laughs> you know, or die. Um, but, uh, I think that also is, is, I think, I think it is a cocktail of, uh, tricky stuff with Forspoken in terms of its sales, if that makes sense. Yep, there's a there's sometimes very little difference between um, a five out of ten and a seven out of ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, and I think more people lean towards the the five out of ten angle on this one, and just found reasons to hate it. When most games, you can find reasons to hate if you really look into them. Right, it's similar thing. Like I, I to my understanding, it, I didn't play it, but this seems like it was on the same level as um, like Atomic Heart in terms of being like okay in every area you know what i mean but people seem to think atomic heart is better okay than forspoken by right, the way exactly but, it, but that, that game, game was not turn, or, turn apart did you Oops, play it not, no i downloaded it it's my oh, next okay. thing my next yeah. thing. um but yeah you know what i'm saying like like yeah people fucking tore this game apart where you've they got some like atomic heart that oh. just like seem to be about as bad but just for whatever reason and by whatever reason i mean all the reasons we talked about <laughs> um, <laughs> for all uh, these reasons uh, and more yeah, it just didn't didn't catch the ire of the internet very much. Um, that's all I've got for the news, Justin. I've been playing Hi-Fi Rush, oh. and I know we've talked about it a, a, a lot on our show here. Um, but damn, it is so good. It is really, really good. It's I've been savoring it. I, I just got to the eighth mission, um, and I it's just one of those games that's just so full of creativity and ideas. Um, I think it's so like it's so snappy and it's writing and stuff. Um, and I think it is also, um, kind of an oddity in the gaming space in that it is a video game that I think is very funny. Uh, like, like I think the comedy really like lands. Um, the characters are great. The writing is great. And it's like, yeah. it's not just like cheap laughs. It's like, I think they really build to some of these laughs and stuff. Like you get to the canon part. Canon part. You would I know. Don't think so. Um, okay, no. But it it's like the whole game. They set up this like kind of uh, trope of like planning the mission, and then yeah. for this one mission, <laughs> they kind of chai's like i got this and they're like oh fuck <laughs> and like the way they had set the whole thing up is just really funny but like it's like one of the it's like it, there's just so many good things about it um that you're right it is an oddity from it being humor from it being a new ish genre that i haven't played before um yeah. it being I don't, there's just so many things about it that i i still i cannot get that game out of my head um the beat it's in my head yeah. um but i just can't get out of my head and um i like it a lot i wish the story landed better it stuck its landing a little bit better um, oh really but you, 
this might be, this is, I'm thinking more of an anime trope here, so that hopefully this isn't a spoil, spoiler. Do you know how they get through it at the end? Um, <laughs> no, but based on what you just said, I can maybe guess. What is your guess? What is your guess? I, okay, I get, uh, okay, I guess like spoilers for my guesses of Hi Fi Rush and if I'm right or not. I, it sounds like a power of friendship kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a power of friendship. It leads everyone together, it makes everything good. Power of friendship, power of I friendship. I like that. I like that. I, it, I liked it in uh, Scarlet Nexus. Remember mm-hmm, when that game mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the very end is like, we're just going to win by being friends? Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, mm, also, yep. hey, that was a good game. God, I enjoyed that Scarlet Nexus. Is still a banging it was in great. My head. It was great. I, th- I liked the um, style of it, like the actual like art direction. And like same thing with this too. Like it's interesting in playing this, not to be that guy who's like, this kind of reminds me of Persona 5, but like kind of reminds me of Persona 5 in, in the sense that like it is so, it leans so heavily into its artistic style, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and just being like stylish in every aspect and yeah you know you can make the comparisons of like oh well does that kind of visual novel thing too where the characters you know like show up on screen with text boxes and whatever um but i i think like on a more like on a less superficial level like i think that there is a lot of like shared dna of just like this is a game that knows what it's going for in terms of its like style both like artistically and um like sonically and all that sort of stuff um and I, I think it's just like, I think I'm in love with this game is what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying yeah. to savor it. Um, although I might want to have it beaten for Resident Evil four, but, um, I, I think I'm in love with hi-fi rush. Might be, I think it, it might out. be, I think it might be my favorite of the year. Oh, so far. Um, I think my favorite of the year was playing Resident Evil Four, the original one last week. Yeah. Did you finish it this week? Since I just couldn't talk? stop playing it. I know you love it so much. Everything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I've been really enamored with it. Uh, and something I think maybe this is worth talking about uh, in like a bonus episode or something like that for our uh, lovely Patreon producers. But um, it's, it's interesting. We, you sort of mentioned this at the top of the show when we were talking about Resident Evil Four Remake uh, in like its score. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered scored extraordinarily well. Resident Evil Four Remaster or Remake scored extremely well. Dead Space remake scored extremely well. So far, those are like the the highest um scoring games of the year. And you know, it's all they're all remakes and remasters. And I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, what what can they get new ideas? I but I think it is worth pointing out to be like, oh, that is kind of interesting, don't you think? Um and for me, Hi-Fi Rush is the first thing of the year that has been really truly standout that isn't a remake or remaster. Um and I think maybe the only thing so far for me that's been like truly exceptional and, and exciting uh, that just, isn't dead just, space remake just, it isn't from something from the i past. just unlocked a, a hippogriff in hogwarts legacy and yeah is that is that exciting um it was actually to be honest a pretty cool story moment um yeah but then the game is just the game is it does it get any different because i know we, we talked about it when you when you first started playing it but like in terms of like being in interesting like open world does that stuff that's like outside of like the actual hogwarts castle get any more interesting or does it just sort of stay kind of generic ah uh, uh, okay so one of the coolest thing is the world in the game but yeah, okay. as i'm playing the game the easiest comparison i saw people make this comparison is to the witcher yeah and i hate to say this yeah you hate the witcher though do i 
You said you did. I mean, I beat it. You beat The Witcher 3? Yeah. And all the DLCs. What? We never talked about this? Who are you? I thought you hated it. I, I, it, uh, oh boy, it's complicated, man. Like, okay, sure. But maybe, maybe, maybe I caught you on a day when you were feeling a little like, meh about it. But uh, sorry, go on. But, but anyway, I, I keep playing and say, I'd rather play The Witcher again. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So, wow. I guess that's sort of an, in- <laughs> but it's a loaded question because I, I yeah. didn't hate The Witcher. I liked a lot about it, but like, um yeah i I probably put like 85 90 hours into that game i had no idea who is it that hates the witcher that i know probably i talk to frequently on a podcast probably me i mean Uh, maybe it's just you (laughs) it's probably just me i'm did you ever hate play something until you started playing it enough to actually kind of like it oh yeah yeah totally you you got that turnaround moment that you're like oh actually this is not bad I, i feel like i don't get to the turnaround very often I mean, like, I'm thinking of, like, I used to play a lot of, like, when I was in high school, I would, like, go to GameStop or, like, Toys R Us when that existed, and they would have, like, the $5, like, bargain games, and it was just shit in there, and, like, I loved, I like, I I, I think this is maybe, maybe comes through in our show, uh, in that, like, we've been thinking and talking about video games for a very long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and, like, kind of, like, picking apart, like, what make them good and, and whatever. I really got a lot out of playing bad games because I would really find it interesting about, like, what makes them so bad, you know? So, like, for example, I played a lot of Duke Nukem Forever um, just to be like, what? Like, how did this happen? You know, like, what like what makes this so unfun? Like, I could talk all day about that. Or, um like aliens colonial marines if you remember that one like it's just like a piece of trash but like why how did this happen what would have made this better you know that yeah. sort of stuff yeah i thought for a second like you were gonna end the episode again just shitting on horizon horizon forbidden west <laughs> yeah i was like waiting for it like your face the whole time was like oh yeah, just run forbidden west. i mean it's it's not it's like you know, I, I had this realization uh, recently, and and similar to, to other things we talked about in this episode, like this is not a formatted full opinion yet. Like I've not really like hashed this one out entirely yet. But like I think I tend to like games in the same way that I like restaurants, where I like a restaurant that knows knows what you came for. You know, does just a few things. Like, like its menu is very limited, but it's like we just do we just do this one burger and this burger is perfect and we're going to make it for you this way. That's your hi-fi rush. Right. But then I enjoy going to restaurants like diners where like the menu is like eight pages long and it's just like super small text. It's basically they hand you the Bible. Right. And they're like, pick something out of here. And you look and they're like, yo, you guys do tuna. <laughs> like I. Don't think anyone should order your tuna, you know, um, and that's like a horizon sort of thing. And I just don't like going. It's it's like horizon for me is like chilies. Like I, I've been my friends really like chilies, uh, but every time I go away from chilies, I order something new and I go, I don't like that at all. Um, I, lo- I love their skillet queso like that is. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I've heard their salsa is also pretty good. Yeah. And their their chips are salt held together by some flour. Yeah. So there you go. Right. Like powerful. Um, and, and I don't get me wrong. I like a restaurant that has all sorts of random ass shit on their menu. Right. You know, I like ghost of Tsushima, right? Same, same sort of concept maybe, but does that make sense? Yeah. No, Again, no, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not a formulated complete idea yet. It's just, it was knocking around in my video head. Video game. Recently. My, me playing video games is like eating at a restaurant. I rarely tip. 
Do you rarely tip? No, I'm kidding. Oh, what am I not I was a like, monster? I, I was like, I was like, what? Like, podcast <laughs> ended. Justin is canceled. Holy shit. Um, although, it's funny I say podcast ended because here we are at the end of the podcast. Um, thanks so much for indulging us and, and chilling with us for the past hour and a half or so. If you want more Hitbox, Head on over, head on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noll, like Dave Parker. The two of them are real ones. They've been real ones since the offset. And um, if you do, if you join their ranks, uh, you'll get uh, additional 30-minute bonus episodes every single week. Um, it's like 15 additional extra hours of content um, should, you, should you feel so inclined. You could also just become a $1 podcast producer, also good. Um, or if you can't do that, follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Jump into our Discord, and link to that is in the description of this episode. Justin, am I forgetting anything? You're forgetting that you once again did an awesome job of closing out the show. Um, oh my goodness. And that you, uh, Peter, me? Hans Bittek, are an amazing person. Right back at you, Bull. Justin. Are you okay? Do you yeah, get hit by my right words? Yeah, back at me a little quicker yeah, than okay. I was expecting, so. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, I should have said that a little softer. Thank you. Right, right back at you, Justin. Oh, thank you. What do I usually say? Always remember, whole games are old. Bye! Bye! I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>